This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, today is part of our Where We Live series. We are talking about neighborhood houses. No, not the houses of your neighbor. We're talking about these. You've probably seen them there, right? You're a neighborhood house. They're in neighborhoods all over Metro Vancouver, quite a few of them in Vancouver uh, in particular. Well, have you ever visited one? Do you know what goes on there? Do you know about the kind of work that they do? Well, joining us now to talk about that is Zara Ismail, the Executive Director of Marpole and South Vancouver Neighborhood Houses. Zara, thanks for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. What does a neighborhood house do? So neighborhood houses exist to strengthen neighborhoods, which is a really broad mandate. And the way that we do that is to work with local residents, um, local to a neighborhood, to figure out what the needs are that they're seeing, what the opportunities are that they see, and then working with them to figure out how they can lead programs and um, also find new things to do, new ways to meet other neighbors and build social connection. Um, Neighborhood houses tend to be very organic and each neighborhood house will be a little bit different based on uh, the neighborhood in which it's situated. So how is that different from, say, a community centre? That's a great question, actually. Um, Community centres tend to be a little bit more recreation-focused, and they're funded by the City of Vancouver. Um, Neighbourhood houses are non-profit organisations that have to fundraise and look for various ways to um, do our programming. But um, a big difference is that a lot of what we do is um, developed by neighbours and also led by neighbours. At South Van Neighbourhood House, for example, we have um, Monday to Friday Pretty much all day, our front room is filled with seniors programs and majority of the time it's a senior who's actually, or a group of seniors who are leading and facilitating those programs. So what kind of programs? What would they come to do? For the seniors in particular, we have a wonderful intercultural wellness group where different seniors come together to um, meet their neighbor, you know, to cross the boundaries of sometimes different um Cultural groups tend to stick to themselves and South Vancouver has 80% visible minorities and 56% newcomers. So there's lots of people from all different parts of the world who speak different languages. So the intercultural wellness group is one way that we can um, forge connection between different groups. People participate in workshops. Um, They have a lunch every Thursday. There's also some other programs are uh, Tai Chi, a weekly shindig. um, A weekly shindig? A weekly shindig. Every time I (laughs) walk by, I think, I wish I could go and dance with these wonderful participants because it looks like so much fun. (laughs) And I was thinking, like, this warms my heart to hear about a story like this, to know that this is going on every day. Do you get that feeling too, Zara, sometimes when you see what's happening and you're thinking, I love my job? Almost every day. I'm I'm very fortunate. Um, You know, the seniors are one aspect. And then we also do a lot of work with people who are at the early stages of their life, like the family drop-ins. We actually offer the South Vancouver Food Hub at SVNH, South Vancouver Neighborhood House, every Tuesday. And we just started up a family drop-in so that the families who have children from the ages of zero to six have something fun to do when they're going in to access the food bank. And, you know, the kids get to have a circle time and a a snack. And there's various um, youth programs as well, a lot of services for newcomers. So it's sort of um, across the board. So everybody can find something interesting, exciting, and meaningful at their local neighborhood house. And why do you think these are needed? Do we not just knock on doors and get to know each other anymore? Uh, 
God, uh, I don't think that that's the case anymore. And uh, the more that our housing goes vertical with people blocked off even from going from one floor of their condo to the next, it's very hard for people to get to know their neighbor these days. And um, social isolation, you know, there was a report that came out from the Vancouver Foundation last year. Social isolation is one of the biggest problems in our city and in our province. So neighborhood houses are one organization uh, that are working to address that issue to make sure that people... um, can fight the loneliness that right. pops up and, and feel like leaders in their neighborhood and have a place to belong. So do you hope just that people just drop by? Is that usually what happens? Yeah, yeah. People can drop by. They can. Um, there's a lot of information on each neighborhood house's website, you know, so people can sort of figure out what's interesting to them. A very common story is that a person will come in as um, a participant, maybe to get help through a workshop or to fill out a form or to access a childcare um, space. And by getting involved with their neighborhood house as a participant, they'll slowly start to volunteer. They might join the board. They might actually eventually become staff and uh, leaders within the movement of neighborhood houses. So... Is it so hard sometimes to get people to open up? Like they may come in, but have them sit down next to somebody with a different background, different language. Imagine language is quite a barrier. How do you overcome that? Language is a huge one. Um, we're very fortunate where where I work at South Bend Neighborhood House to have a board that reflects the population quite well. It's an extremely diverse board, one of the most diverse you'll probably find in Vancouver. Um, and all of our staff are also very diverse. We hire people and engage volunteers as well who um, can communicate with various people who live in the neighborhood, which is really important. If um, the language isn't there, it shuts down that conversation right before it can begin. I can imagine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they're developing friendships and can they come and do anything? Can they come play cards? Can they, or do you want them to be organized? You know, uh, it's actually very interesting. We just opened up the Marpole Neighborhood House in May and Marpole is at a very, very, very organic um, new stage. And so at Marpole, we're really simply inviting people in to play cards. We actually have a bridge club meeting there once a week. Um, There's some yoga going on, but really we're trying to get to know what the people in the neighborhood want. And um, with South Vancouver, it's at the other end of the spectrum. It's been around for more than 40 years and the calendar is full. So, you know, we do encourage people to come in for a cup of tea and to hang out, but it is more um, the space is being used most of the time. So it's kind of figuring out where they can fit themselves into what's already happening. You talked about Marpole. I mean, that's a neighborhood that's really changing a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, there's there's a lot of long-term residents in Marpole and uh, then so many newcomers coming in. I believe the population is expected to double by 2040. And um, neighborhood houses actually were first implemented, first created back in England over 125 years ago when people were moving from rural England into the big cities. Right. And um, they were called settlement houses. And you know, you can kind of see something like that happening in Marpole where it's expected that so many new people will move in and the neighborhood house will be there to help people get to know each other and to feel a sense of belonging and also to make room for the new people without displacing the people who've been there for a long time. Yeah. So what do you hope the people get out of that? If they're just walking by and they see this and they stop in, what, what do you hope it means to them? You know, um, visibility is very important. When there is social isolation, when people don't have a place where they feel that they can belong, it can lead to... Um, challenges with mental health, with loneliness, and then that can impact also physical health. And it also just takes away from the fabric of the communities that we want to live in. So um, our aim is to be the second neighborhood, living room, sorry, the living room for the community where people can come in, feel like they have a place where they can be a leader, uh, be a participant, be a friend, and, uh, and have a place to fit. 
Would you say it is mostly seniors who come to the neighborhood houses? No, we're actually, um, you know, daytime, it tends to be more seniors, but um, the family drop-ins run during the day as well. And then we're launching a preteen program um, on Thursdays at Marpole. And at South Van, the youth programs are thriving. There's a lot of programs for adults who are seeking employment or uh, working on language. And, um, Boy, you, you guys know, are busy at these neighborhood houses, aren't you? Honestly, one of my biggest challenges <laughs> as the executive director of these two spaces is keeping track of everything that we do because it is so robust and I'm constantly when I walk in uh, taken aback by how much great stuff the community is doing. And where Um, do you think, like, why is it that people rely now on the neighborhood house to do that? Is there something that's gone missing? Is there something that has changed over the years? You know, neighborhood houses have been around for 125 years. It's actually um, SVNH and Marple Neighborhood House are members of the Association of Neighborhood Houses of BC and we're celebrating our 125th anniversary this year, which is really exciting. So we've existed for a long time, but as communities changed, uh, have changed over time, we've also changed. And I think one of the reasons that we are so crucial right now is because there aren't a lot of places where people can go, where it doesn't cost anything to participate, um, or things so are true. very low cost. Um, and, you know, at different phases of life, um, people can start to feel displaced. One thing that's very common is um, if there's a parent who's been at home with their child for a long time, now their children are are um, in university, let's say, or, or working, they're not needed as much. And then that can lead to a sense of maybe, um, right. you know, just feeling a little bit like you don't have a purpose. Well, the neighborhood house can help to use the talents people have and help them figure out a way to shine and feel, you know, feel really good yeah. about what they're doing every day. Well, that sounds like some amazing work. Uh, Where can people find out more information? Um, The websites, if you Google any neighborhood house, I can list off a few. We have Mount Pleasant Neighborhood House, Kitsilano Neighborhood House, Gordon Neighborhood House in the West End, Frog Hollow, um, oh gosh, my well, colleagues are, are going to get mad at me. Cedar Cottage, there's Alexandra <laughs> Neighborhood House. It's not a contest, it's okay. <laughs> Crescent <laughs> Beach. Um, and there's also Kiwasa Neighborhood House, Little Mountain Neighborhood House, Collingwood, um, North Shore. So that's those are the ones off the top of my head. That's in a addition lot. to South Fan and Marple. But if you just Google Neighborhood House, it'll yeah. come up on the map um, uh, nearby your okay. place. And maybe people have seen them. Like you've probably been out walking around in your neighborhood at some point in Metro Vancouver and there's a neighborhood house and you never really thought about what they're doing. Now you know. Zara, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Appreciate that. That's Zara Ismail, the Executive Director of Marpole and South Vancouver Neighborhood Houses as part of our Where We Live series.